Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. You can take your seats. We're just going to get around the Word of God for a short time together tonight. And uh, as you may know, this week for our church has been a prayer and fasting week. And are there any people here tonight who are hungry for more of God? Is anybody hungry for food? Amen. But everybody, tonight God has a, a supernatural plan for tonight. And you are part of that supernatural plan. God's got a supernatural plan for you being here. He's got something for you tonight. He's got something for your life. Uh, God wants to minister to you tonight. And God wants to do a great work in you. Maybe God tonight wants to begin a great work. Maybe He wants to come alongside you as He's doing a great work. Uh, But I do believe that most importantly tonight, God wants to reveal Himself to you in a great way. So we're going to look at an Old Testament Scripture together. And it's in the Old Testament where God spoke to the prophet Zechariah about the rebuilding of the temple of God after God's people have been exiled. And God was planning to restore His presence to a new temple. And additionally, God wanted to pass a message through the prophet Zechariah to Zerubbabel, who thinks that's a great name. He would pass a message through Zechariah to Zerubbabel, who would lead the rebuilding of this new temple where God's presence would be. And it says this in Zechariah 4, verse 1 to 6. It says, Then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up like someone awakened from sleep. He asked me, What do you see? I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it with seven channels to the lamps. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? He answered, do you not know what these are? Some translations say that he said, yes, that's why I'm asking. No, my Lord, I replied. And verse 6 says, So he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. This was the word of the Lord to Zechariah, to Zerubbabel that his calling, God's plan, a seemingly impossible task of rebuilding this temple, that it would be accomplished alone by the grace of God. That the rebuilding would take place because of God. Through the Spirit of God and not by might. The, The Hebrew words in this translation here, they're talking about Wanting to achieve something by human means is what might means. I sometimes want to be a mighty man of God who helps things happen for God. Zerubbabel was discouraged when he thought how much there was to do, how poor were the means at his disposal and how difficult the opposition. 
Maybe you feel that way tonight. Maybe you're facing something or you've been called to something and you're discouraged about how much there is to do. You're discouraged by your poor resources and you're discouraged by how difficult the opposition seems. But what reassured the prophet, what reassured Zechariah is that there was the promise of divine help. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. God's aid, divine intervention. Divine intervention alone could bring those things to pass. And the oil here in this story, it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit, the grace of the Spirit of God. And and as the lamps in the picture were not supplied by human hands, but directly from the olives, so the good work would be supported by supernatural means. What does that mean? It means supernatural grace, supernatural help, where the position they were placed in, they were dependent upon the work of the Spirit. God is wanting you to be in a position where you are dependent upon the work of the Spirit, where you are desperate for supernatural help. Because what you're being called to is so challenging, it's so big. What you're facing right now is so huge seemingly impossible that you need supernatural help. If you're in a position tonight where you need supernatural help, supernatural grace, supernatural power, praise God. Because good and godly things don't come about by your strength, your effort, human effort. It comes by the Spirit of God. You need supernatural grace. You need supernatural help. You need divine intervention. We need that in our salvation. And you may not have realised it yet. If not, it's coming. You need it in your day-to-day life. You are not able. Sorry to tell you that tonight. It gets worse. You're not capable. You're not strong enough. And that's okay. In fact, if you know that, that's good. Because now... God's supernatural work can begin because now it's invited because you need it. The solution is not within yourself. The answer is not within yourself. You can't do anything about it. Awesome. Invite God to. Welcome God's touch. Welcome God's help. Welcome God's power. Welcome God's spirit. Be in a position of absolute dependence on Him and invite Him to come. The supernatural power of God is available to us to help and to heal. The Spirit of God wanting to work in us. The Spirit of God wanting to work in you, through you, around you, for you, with you, despite you, and all the other prepositions. Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. You need the grace of the Holy Spirit's power at work in your life. Let me say that again. You need the grace of the Holy Spirit's power at work in your life. No longer in the face of challenges, pain and impossibility, fighting in your own strength, but surrendering to God. Surrendering to God and His Word and surrendering to God and His Spirit. It's a statement of, I can't make this happen, but I can make Christ King. I can't make the impossible happen, but I can 
make Christ King in my life and invite Him to do the impossible in my life. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. It says, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. God's Word says, My power is made perfect in weakness. I hope you feel powerless and weak tonight. I come with a message tonight, an encouraging message that you are powerless and weak, that you're not capable, that you're in desperate need, that you are absolutely dependent upon the power and grace and the love and the Spirit of God. At the acceptance of our own insufficiency, we can actually begin to receive God's sufficiency, God's ability and God's grace. The work of God does not come by human means, but by His grace and His Spirit. Salvation, breakthrough, abundance, forgiveness, new life. God, I can't make any of that happen, but I can make You King and I can surrender to You. Lord, have Your way. Have Your way in my weakness. I'm hanging up the fight of trying to be strong. And I'm saying I'm weak, but God's not. So God, take the throne of my heart. Take the throne of my mind. Take a hold of my life. I surrender it all to You. And may Your strength come into the presence of my weakness. I had this swirling around in my head this week. And I actually think it's for someone tonight because I think someone said this or thought this sentence, which is that God will be my last resort. When everything else is exhausted, I'll go to God. I just felt someone had thought that or said that to somebody that I will use God as my last resort. Can I correct that and say that He is your only hope? That we've got to shift from a mindset of God's my last resort. If I can't do it, I'll turn to God. Listen, it's not like that at all. He's your only hope. He's not the last thing you try. He's the only thing that will work. You are weak and in desperate need of God tonight, but because of His love, grace and mercy, tonight you can experience salvation, forgiveness and His power if you would repent and turn to Him. May God find you in your weakness and dependence tonight and may He come and bring His strength. May He come and find you in your lostness and may He find you into His family, into your calling and bring you into the purpose that He has for your life. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good. In Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.